Welcome to Realty Talk, the show that brings together the country's most authoritative and respected property experts. Follow us on all the socials and subscribe for updates and exclusive offers. Realty Talk is powered by realty.com.au, connecting buyers, sellers and agents differently. Greetings and welcome. Now, today we're going to break with Realty Talk tradition because we're really excited to be celebrating something very special. Because who would have believed that when industry veteran and the founder of the show, Kevin Turner, first started Real Estate Talk over a decade ago now, that it would grow into the longest running and most popular property show in the country and become your trusted voice of property, enjoying a regular listening audience of over 120,000 and becoming your go-to place for all property industry leaders, innovators, and interests. So to celebrate the release of our 500th show, over the next couple of weeks, we're joining with Kevin alongside some of the leading lights in property who've been with us and supporting Kevin over the last 10 years or more, where we'll reflect on what has happened in property over this time, what we've learned, and what's likely to happen in the future. So to kick things off today, I have the very rare privilege of picking Kevin's brains with his reflections on the journey so far, along with his learnings. And in coming weeks, we'll be joined by leaders like Margaret Lomas, Tim Lawless, Pete Wargent, Louis Christopher and others, to not only look at the past, but also at the exciting property opportunities in the days ahead. We've got some great wisdom to share. So let's get on with this very special show. Property deductions can save you thousands of dollars each year. To make sure you maximise deductions, you need to work with the most experienced quantity surveyor in the country. BMT Tax Depreciation is the leading specialist in the industry. They've completed over 700,000 tax deduction schedules for residential investment and commercial properties Australia-wide. BMT guarantee to find double your fee in the first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation-free quote. G'day and welcome to your quincentenary show, Kevin Turner. Uh, I'm both humbled and honoured to have this very rare opportunity to draw on your amazing wealth of wisdom gleaned during the, the last 500 shows. So to kick things off, mate, uh, what was your vision for the show from those early days and has it changed at all? Well, I guess... No, no, it hasn't changed. Uh, and in fairness, I probably should just paint a bit of a picture about how we actually got to it, which was 10 years ago. I became a real estate agent in 1988 after nearly 20 years in radio. So it was, it was sort of like the second career for me um, yep. to move from radio to uh, real estate. There's a whole lot of reasons why I did that, but I won't go into those now because not all that important. So <laughs> while I was still in real estate um, in 2010, so I'd been in real estate a few years, um, I was invited to host a real estate show on a local Brisbane radio station, 4BC. Yep. And, and I figured at the time, well, actually, I approached them and they said, yeah, well, look, it's strange that you should talk to us because we've been thinking about doing the same thing. And it was a talkback show, so it, it okay. fitted the format quite nicely. Um, and I just thought it would be a lovely way to marry two of the passions that I have. One is communication and media, and I, you know, I love that. Uh, and the other one is real estate. And, and I learned to really love real estate, not because I liked houses, but because I just love the thought of real estate and watching people create wealth out of it. And I was just totally fascinated by it. So even though I sort of fell into real estate, I actually really loved it. Now, um, the, the the way it worked, because I was still in real estate at the time I started that radio show, and I used to do the show early in the morning. It ran from, I think in the early days, it was eight to 10 or yeah. eight to nine, then they extended it eight to 10. So I'd do the show and then I'd race out and do my open homes. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was so full on. Thank goodness I was a lot younger than what I am today. But um, <laughs> and then they extended it and they did something on Saturday afternoon. So I'd actually, after my opens and everything, I'd race back and then I'd have to put together an, an assembly of what happened on that particular day. So Saturdays for me were, were really, really busy. I they were. I ran for uh, over 10 years um, until uh, 2020. And um, it was in uh, 2012 that I actually launched a podcast version of that show. So I've been going for a couple of years. Yep. Um, 
And and I've got to say, oh, in those days, it was called property uncut. It wasn't called real estate talk, but yeah, I'll come to that later. Yeah. But, you know, in those days, in 2012, podcasting was really right at the cutting edge. Totally. Um, and and I, I've i got to admit that the first few shows were really sort of like a compilation of what I did on air. So I'd record the stuff on air, then punch it together as a webcast and set it out. I did that for a couple of reasons because I, I wanted to build my own listener base yep. as opposed to um, something on radio when I really didn't know who was listening, but I figured that podcasting, and it did, gave me the opportunity to talk almost one-on-one. And I found that people, I would know who they were because they'd subscribe to it. Yep. And, you know, it's funny, Bushy, um, the first hundred people I got, I thought, wow, <laughs> this is brilliant. And then and then I remember getting to 200 and 250. And I've got to say, when I got to about 500, it was really hard. Like I, at that stage, I mean, that was like a drip feed. And then yep. I had to go to a much broader market. And I guess that was the first 500 was really because I had a listener base through 4BC. Right. And then I had to go further afield and, and try and build listeners in areas that I'd never, ever had any involvement in whatsoever. So it really became hard, hard graft. And I remember, you know, that dragged on for a couple of years. So um, I think your original question was, um, was it, did I have the view that it was going to be like it is today? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I look. I, I'm, to be honest, I, I can't remember. But I think, in fairness, I had these stars in my eyes, and and, and I just wanted to become. Um, I just wanted to to follow my passion, which was broadcasting and, and real estate. Well, mate, when uh, chips fell. You know, I really wasn't sure, to be honest. Well, I tell you what, uh, pretty cutting edge stuff at the time, and quite pioneering, and it's. Uh, interaction mate and and mm. I, I know that's on the strength of your own uh, giving and selfless personality mate that has attracted so many people one to come on the show but two to uh, listen to it mate so uh, it, talking about the show in those early days uh, can you remember back to the very first show on who you had on it I, I can and in fact uh, when I knew we were going to be doing this series I uh, I jumped back in I've, I've kept every show every interview that I've done there's about 5,000 of them now um but I've, done, I've kept every single interview that I've done. And um, I went back into one of my old drives and, and I picked it up. And I, I realised then that the show originally, as I said at the intro there, was called Property Uncut. And that yep. first show was the 10th of February 2012. Right. Um, and then it became Real Estate Talk in episode 38. And then it became Realty Talk when I amalgamated my company with the Realty Media Group. And that was on episode 459. So we're only looking at about, you know, what's that, 40-odd episodes ago, which which I suppose in a way is like, you know, a year or something. So um, look, the first show on February 10, just to show you that, you know, while everything changes, stays pretty much the same, I, I had a quick listen to it. And it, it was all about um, the property investment strategies and, and the different strategies. And, and this all came about because I was really trying to expand my own knowledge. And yep. I, by that stage, after doing the show on 4BC for a couple of years, I knew some you know, really, really good people. Let, let me just play for you the intro to that very first show. This will tell you something. Hang on. Right. This is Property Uncut, bringing together leading authorities on the property market. Each week, we take a fresh look at the market so you get all the facts to help you make the right decision. Now, here's your host, Kevin Turner. Hello and welcome to the show. What we're going to be tackling for you this week and next week are the different types of property strategies. Uh, You've got the ability, of course, to buy overseas. The USA is receiving a lot of publicity right now. You could be investing for capital growth. You may want to look at the mining towns, some great returns coming from those. There's also investing for cash flow. And what about buying property off the plan? These are all strategies and they all have their pros and cons. 
mate, uh, that, that was brilliant. And it uh, just reminds me how, how little has changed uh, since that very first show. Can you remind us who uh, the actual guests were on that show that uh, talked about those strategies? Yeah, Rachel Barnes was uh, first up and Rachel talked uh, to me about buying property in the USA. And in those days, you know, that was, that was huge. Uh, but it, of course, it also came with a lot of dangers because the way you buy and sell real estate in the States is totally different from Australia. You know, there's a lot of um, surety about buying in Australia, whereas in America, it's very much, um, you know, you can almost hand the keys back. If, if you can't Mate, afford the house, just hand it back. Well, I, I was one of those who jumped on a plane and went to the States and spent three months there buying properties, Kevin. Yep. And uh, I can tell you firsthand that what you've just said is smack on the money. We, we are so far ahead of the pack here in Australia right. uh, compared to the States that it's a completely different kettle of fish. So uh, a pretty, pretty good topic to be talking about at the yeah. time. Yeah. And even in property management too, um, the thing I found was that they, they weren't really up with property management in Australia. And, and, and I think since then, uh, I've noticed a lot of property management people in Australia, very talented people have gone across and opened up what are now very successful businesses there. And there's yeah. one in particular, uh, Ray White Surface Paradise, which is one of the biggest Ray White offices in Australia, now yeah. Australasia. Uh, and they're very successful. They've, they run a, a great operation out of America. So, um, yeah. you know, full, you full marks to them. And I think that that's when we, we realised that, hey, we're not such a small player on this field. You know, like we're, we're pretty good at what we do. So, uh, yeah, that, so they were the first guests. Oh, sorry, Rachel Barnes, then Monique yep. Waitland, and, and Monique spoke to me about capital growth and, yep. uh, and, and gearing of property, you know, what, um, what you can do with capital growth. And yep. that was like, that really opened my eyes. Yep. And then our old mate Terry Ryder, who's still with us, you know, Terry, Terry just shines because he's, um, he's been uh, doing his... Um, his um, Hot spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. shows for, for years and years and years. He talked about mining towns and the pros and cons of it. And if you remember, mining towns in the USA investment, you know, that was in the days when people were really looking for different ways to make money. Yeah. Because I think at that stage, flipping had almost sort of died down a bit. Yeah. It wasn't as popular as, um, as, as it was maybe 10 years earlier. So. Yep. Mining towns became the big thing. And I remember Terry was very, very wise. Terry sort of said, well, yeah, it's great, but remember it's not going to last forever. And boy, he was so right. You know, Wasn't he? Many, many people lost lots of money over the mining towns and there was no way that it could be sustained. Uh, I mean, at some stage, the mining companies, and they did, they were going to start to put in their own housing because it was becoming too expensive. Yep. Because if we remember, they were actually subsidising it. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, and the learnings we took away from that is don't invest in the mining towns, but invest in the places that uh, people are living that are going to go to the mining yeah, towns. That's right. So, uh, yeah, uh, Terry, Terry uh, it's still a uh, consistent player and, and he'll be on a, on, back on the show in a couple of weeks' time, Kevin. So yeah, he's been no, a so strong yeah, supporter. Terry's, Terry's great. And the other person who I've enjoyed working with over the years is Margaret Lomas. Margaret is absolutely stellar. She, you know, had a, she's had a fabulous career. It's not over yet. She's still going. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was actually in those days on Sky TV and I, I shared a couple of spots with her on, on, on that occasion. But she talked to me about one of the things that she's still very passionate about and that is that people calling cash flow positive property a strategy. And it's not a strategy. It's an outcome. Yeah. And when she said that, I, I, was, I was going to challenge her on it and then she explained it. And I thought, yeah, well, actually she's, spot on it's it is an outcome and you can only get cash uh, um, um, cash flow positive property if you gear if your uh, borrowings are low enough exactly right enough. so it's an outcome yeah no a great great start and a pretty stellar lineup uh, for the first show well, if we sort of look back across the decade then what have been some of your most enjoyable and memorable interviews across that mm. time mate yeah, great question, mate. And with, you know, 5,000 under our belt, uh, it, that's a very hard question to answer. But could I just give it to you in broad terms and say it's, uh, it's anyone who challenges our thinking. It's anyone who comes up with, um, hey, here's a, here's a different way you should look at investing in property. And I cite here as an example, you know, some of the lifestyle changes we've seen over the last decade. Um, you know, where we, we've seen kids staying at home longer, 
Um, we've seen mum and dad, the bank of mum and dad as, in, uh, as a great example. Intergenerational housing, which has been something, you know, of a more recent time where downsizers have gone to go back and live with the kids as opposed to kids living with the parents. Yeah. Um, you know, anything that reshapes the way we think about property or the way we live, um, they're the issues and the discussions that I've always found most stimulating, Bushy, and, and really, really interesting because the people who we've chosen to have on the show, they know, and, and you do the same thing. You know, you're doing a great job of anchoring the show now. And the thing that I love about what you do is that you bring you know, a different level of expertise to it, um, much more than me, because, you know, my, my background was purely as a, a real estate salesman, but you bring a lot of finance. So, and that's why I've enjoyed working with you over the years too. I, I think the first book you ever wrote, what was that? Um... The Freedom Formula, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which sort of, uh, sort of steps through the, the whole process. And I, I think you uh, undermine yourself and you're, you're way too humble there, Kevin, but uh, I mean, you started off with a, a great cast and you've certainly continued to attract the best of the best and the, and the cutting edge in property. But uh, now might be a, a good time to take a very short break. So before stay we do, with us. Can I make yeah. one point? And this is yes. before I forget it. In all the years I've been doing this show and all the people I've spoken to, and there's hundreds of them, I have never, ever been asked to pay for an interview. And I think that says a lot about the people we've chosen to work with is that they just give, give, give. And, you know, sometimes they've got absolutely nothing to promote. There's nothing going to come out of it. So whatever time they've given me, there's no absolute return for them. So it's, 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 this is like a, a wonderful giving area, was she? Totally agree. And it all starts with you, mate. Uh, it, it's your... Our selfless giving that that attracts that uh, reciprocal behaviour in the guests that come on the show, yeah. and uh, I mean you, you've created an amazing legacy, which I feel very humbled to uh, step in and, and help you with, mate. So uh, great job, Bushy. Loving the journey. So well, let, let's take a short break then, and okay. and make sure you stay with us as uh, after the break, Kevin's going to share his top takeaways and learnings from the show. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. Know How has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less, and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Welcome back. Now, as we continue to look back, on the last 500 episodes, Kevin, uh, what have been your top takeaways and learnings from the show? Wow. Okay. Let me, let me, I've, uh, you know, you gave me some forewarning on this, so I'm going to read from a few notes here. So not <laughs> wanting to give anything away, but um, you know, property is not a get rich scheme scheme. That, that's, that's number one uh, because yes. so many people come to us and say, you know, I want to make money out of real estate or, or they see someone make money out of real estate and they think, oh, this is so easy, forgetting that it's probably taken them five, maybe 10 years to get to that stage. So yeah. it, it's, oh, I think I've heard you say this, it's wealth by self. And, you know, there is, it's a bit like, um, you know, the tree that grows quickly is probably going to be a rubbish tree. Yeah. But if you look at pine trees or, or, you know, really quality timbers, they take years, they take decades to grow. So don't be a weed in property investment. It makes sure that you're a, a good tree with great foundations and those foundations come from research. So I say again, this is not a get rich quick scheme. Um, yeah. You know, the, the other thing too, Bushy, is that the people I've seen who have become very successful at this are those that are very well prepared. Um, they're constantly learning. And the other thing is they make decisions. Yes. Because it is so easy to become paralysed with analysis, you know, analysis by paralysis. Was it paralysis by analysis? Yep. <laughs> um, you know, you can overanalyze anything. 
Yeah. Now, when when yeah. you're on to uh, something that, that you've researched and you believe in, act on it. You know, it's not always right, maybe, but two things, make a decision quickly to get into it and make a decision quickly if you need to to get out of it. Um, so yeah. people who make decisions. So that's point number two. I think... Um, um, Wealth is the is the transfer of money from the impatient to the patient. That's another one of your sayings, and you probably got it from someone else. I don't know, but I did. Oh, Warren Buffett was famous for that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, That's true. Warren Buffett. Yeah, um, it, it reinforces that view that there is no get rich quick scheme. Um, it's interesting too, Bushy. What we learn from history is that we learn. Nothing from history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely true yeah, too, mate. And I, I've got to say, thank goodness, because if we could put together a show that taught everyone how never to make a mistake, we'd only ever have one show. So <laughs> we've got to keep reinforcing it. And, and you know, this is the interesting thing, is that What's I that? said to someone the other day who was looking at, you know, the wealth of knowledge that we've got in our library, and we do too. But yep. you can go back 10 years and those interviews that I talked about in episode one, I could replay today and they would still be spot on. Yep. Because, you know, the lessons we learn from history, <laughs> if we if we could absorb all that, we'd be a genius. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's only by repetition we learn, Kevin. I, I, I hear all the psychologists say that you've got to hear something seven times before it sinks in. Uh, I, I think it's more like 77, to be honest, uh, before we really start to uh, absorb it into the subconscious and then turn that into action. But it, it's a, a, a really relevant point. Uh, any, any other major learnings you picked up there? I would encourage everyone never to listen to doomsday people. Um and I've interviewed a couple over the years. Um, I, I probably should have grabbed, there was one in particular. He was an author who, whenever he had a book in, out of America, he would always come to Australia. I, I, I said, his, his, his name doesn't come to my mind immediately. You might is know it, who I'm talking about. Is it Barry? What's his name, Barry? Um, no, it was Steve. I'm pretty sure it was Steve, someone, Steve. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's a few of those. Around. And when they've got a new book, it's always, you know, crash the crash is coming it's inevitable uh the market is going to crash and in fact sometimes there are journalists who do the same thing just ask terry Ryder; he'll tell you uh there are some journalists who are sensational writers there's nothing to pick up one of the major newspapers and on the left hand side you'll see the market's going to crash and on the right hand side this is where you can go to make the most money out of real estate you know and really <laughs> it's because th there is no one market you know the yeah. The market will never totally tank. It may tank in some areas. It may fluctuate, but we've got to realise there is no one market. That's that's another great lesson. Yeah. And if you do your research right and you do what we said at point number one, you'll be able to identify those very quickly. That's what Terry Wright is really good at, is picking up those hot spots. But he also knows when they're going to become unhot, when they're going to cool off. Yeah. So that all comes out of research. But the, the final one, uh, and, and this is one, uh, it took me a long time to realise, but he or she who has the money has the power. Yeah. You know, property success is a game of finance. So you've, you've only got to look at how much clout the banks have. They're the ones with the money, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember in the, in the early days when we bought our first property, you know, was, we'd, we'd almost go in, it was like a job interview. <laughs> to go and talk to the bank manager, you'd have to, you know, put on your, put on a suit and tie and yes, mister, no, mister, you know, but um, things have become a lot less um, formal nowadays. But, gee, I'll tell you what, you've got the money, you've got the power, and it's the same in business. Yeah, that's some. Uh... Some uh, great ephemeral lessons there, mate. So if we sort of, again, look, looking back over the years, uh, uh, what has stayed the same over this time, mate? Mm, okay. Um, I guess one of the, uh, and the reason I can name these is because this, these are the, uh, the evergreen type topics that we go through, you know, getting started, the yeah. struggle to get started. That's probably one, number one. Because if, if you said to someone who wasn't an investor, 
what are you struggling with? Oh, I just don't know how to get started. And then sometimes it's going from oh, actually uh, property. The first property is hard. Second property is probably a little bit easier. After that, it, it does it does get a bit tougher. Um, but it's a struggle to get started both mentally and financially. So that's something that hasn't changed. Yep. The fear of missing out, that will never change. You know, yeah, something. Yeah. We've seen a lot of that in the last couple of years. That's a human trait. And uh, it is also a very, very big mistake Um, because, you know, there'll always be another opportunity. Even if you miss one, don't fret about it, don't overpay. Uh, And and I guess the big lesson there is in auctions. You know, like if, if your gut says that you shouldn't pay any more, don't. Yeah. Even though someone will, it doesn't mean to say they were right. Exactly. Yeah, don't be scared to walk away. Yeah, Um, good lesson. Listening to the wrong people, I think, is that's something that hasn't changed and and that is another common fault. Um, Listening to family. I I remember as a real estate agent, if I had a a young couple who were probably looking at buying their first house, they would always say, I just want to bring mum and dad back to get their opinion. I think, oh, no, please don't do that. (laughs) Because, you know, the best meaning friends will always try and talk you out of something. Yeah. No matter whether it's right or wrong in their opinion, they always try and guard you. You think about how we bring up our kids. You know, we like to protect them. If we had a choice, um, if we had the option, we would fall off the bike. We wouldn't let them fall off the bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be careful who you you listen to. Um, Scams, wow, they're going to be around all the time. They just get more sophisticated. And nowadays they're all, um, you know, internet-based. So scams are always going to be with us. So just be wary of that. And in particular, um, I'm I'm constantly amazed how many... um, older generation, you know, I'm talking, you know, I'm, an, I'm the older generation, so I mix with a lot of them, who, who actually do get caught in this and they do it, you know, it, it's so, they're just so kind that they just get sucked in. Anyway, and very trusting, quite trusting because of that generation. I totally agree, mate. They're, they're open fodder for those sort of idiots that uh, are trying to uh, pull the sheep from under their feet. Mate, go back to something I said earlier. Property will always, always, always be a good investment. Um, And the reason I say that is because it will have highs and lows, but at the end of the day, it's a human need. We all need a roof over our heads. We're we're growing in population. We're getting more and more people coming to Australia, so we're always going to need... And we are in a constant undersupply of properties. So that, to me, says property is always going to be a good investment. It's not like the stock market. Yeah. Um, some not easy to get in, sometimes not easy to get out of, but it's always going to constantly grow. Um, and in the reverse, not all property is a good investment. You know, there's some that's not. So research is the king. So that, they're, they're the things that I think haven't changed over time, mate. Yeah, well, on, on the flip side of that then, mate, uh, what, what has changed in property mm-hmm. over the decade that you've been doing the show? Well, the one big thing I think that's made the change is the internet, and that is the uh, the flow of information. Uh, yep. When I first started in real estate in 1988, um, we controlled all the information. Um, yep. We were the only ones who had access to what was then called RP Data, which is now called CoreLogic. Um, yep. So we, we controlled all that information. We knew uh, what properties were selling, how much they were selling for, and yep. we were able to leverage off that information. But then that all changed um, when people had freer access to this and the internet geared up. Realestate.com.au started, uh, domain started, and and the and the site that we're now associated with is, wasn't there in those days. But Realty, and 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 being a director of that company uh, and a shareholder, I can see just how much information does flow through our portal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Now that information put into like a data lake, which is what we're building now, um, gives consumers a huge amount of um, knowledge. So yep. agents used to be the gatekeepers of all that knowledge. It's now no longer available exclusively to them. It's available to anyone who can get it. So that's the, that's the big shift. It's uh, almost yeah. almost too much information now, Kevin, I think. Yeah, well, yeah we, it, we've gone from one to the other. Yeah. Well, the data quality and the data and the ease of access, um, yeah. you know, as, as in, in line with what I just said, um, it's we've gone from too little to too much. 
in some ways, which is exactly what you said. Yeah. I think the other thing too, mate, is um, the growth in buyers agents. We've seen buyers agents a very strong dominant force in America for many, many years. Yeah. And in fact, that all came about because um, of their commission system over there. There's two, you know, it's, it's very split. expensive uh, to buy and sell in America. Yeah. Not, not so much in Australia. But then the Americans could never understand how we would have an agent who represents both the buyer and the seller. And the reality is that a real estate agent, traditional real estate agent, really only represents the seller. Let, yeah. Let's be honest about it. They do not represent the buyer no. um, because their, their uh, duty is to get the highest possible price for their seller. So therein lies the problem. So they can never understand how, how this happened. So it was, it was only a matter of time that we would see buyer's agents. Um, it, it, it's not... You shouldn't look at it as an additional cost on the purchase. You should look at it as insurance because, you know, the buyer's agents we work with and we interview a lot in our show, yeah. they're very talented people and, and they have a buyer's interest at heart and they can and will save you potentially a lot of money. Yeah. Not always, but they will. Yep. So that, that's been that's been one of them. I'm sorry, Matt. I, I know I get a bit carried away sometimes. No, no, don't apologise, mate. This is uh, this is what it's all about, mate. I love it. Yeah, the, I, th I think too because of that. The first point I made about property information, property data, because that was so there's so much of it. We've needed to have now professionals who can analyse that data. And, and here I'm talking about buyers agents. I'm talking about um, you know professional um, strategy people. Yeah. Um, people like yourself, you know, who, who can actually work with buyers, people like Simon Presley from Propertyology, who is a regular guest of ours. You know, yeah. Simon does some incredible things with data. He does. And, you know, I look forward to catching up with him in the next couple of weeks and you and I'll sort of drill down a little bit into that. But, yeah, yeah he's very protective about the high-level data because he gives it to his paying clients. And that's fair enough because yeah. he's got a big investment in how he analyses that. So... Yeah. That's been another one of the changes I've seen. And, and, and therein uh, lies another thing is that we've seen our buyers become a lot more educated. Uh, yeah. And that research um, that they can, they can tap into, things like the internet, apps, uh, virtual open homes, auctions, digital technology, all of that's come about because of the internet. And that's changed the way we do real estate. In fact, here's a tip for you. I reckon in the years to come, we're going to see real estate offices, not with the big window fronts, but they're yep. going to be totally remote. And we're already seeing a lot of that. There, yes. are friend, there are groups in Australia now where they don't have offices. Their agents are totally remote. They work from an office like this, like, a, yep. like someone in the room in someone's house. Yep. Uh, and they're just as productive because everything that a real estate agent needs to do, with the exception of, you know, in, in um, you know, putting up signs and stuff like that, um, it, it's all done on the internet. So yeah. that's one thing. The other thing, uh, just very quickly, uh, self-managed superannuation funds, um, the propensity of those, what's happened with them, that level of investment through that. And I, I think I, I pulled up some interesting figures here. Uh, the ATO reported that the number of self-managed super funds had increased by 24% over the last five years to 534,000 uh, with total assets of $557 billion. Um, now, you know, many funds are encouraging uh, SMSF uh, to gear into residential real estate. So we're going to see that grow even more. Um, yeah, I'd say. Have you bought a house in in an SMS self-managed super fund? Yeah, I, I do. In fact, uh, the uh, properties I've uh, gotten the the states are through the self-managed super fund, oh, yeah. uh, okay. Kevin. So uh, yeah, and it, it's a. It, I mean, it's a very different way to buy property. Yeah. But uh, uh, super is such a tax haven, and you know, if you hold a property post retirement, you pay no capital gains whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very effective way. You're building your asset base yeah. uh, without giving too much to the tax man. Yeah, we, we've done we, we've done that. We bought one uh, in the very very early days, and boy, it was hard. Like I can tell you, when they were framing up the you know how it was all going to work, there were so many hoops you had to run through. And I I, remember, I don't know what it's like now, but you know finance on on a self managed superannuation fund would take us anything up to maybe three months. Yeah, you'd have to register the fund. You'd have to then you go and apply, and it's like honestly, it was just. 
Yeah, it's a very different area. It hasn't changed. And in fact, it's got more particular uh, in recent times, Kevin. So uh, so I, I guess sort of looking back on all that, to some degree, as, as you've mentioned a couple of times already, it, it sounds a bit like the, the more things change, the more they remain the same. So uh, look, uh, why don't we take another quick break? And when we return, we'll get out the crystal ball. So uh, stay with us as we celebrate Kevin Turner's Realty Talks 500th show. Property depreciation is the natural wear and tear of a building and its assets. Property investors can claim depreciation as a tax deduction each financial year. Depreciation is a non-cash deduction. This means you don't need to spend any money in order to claim it. On average, BMT tax depreciation find residential investors almost $9,000 in first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation-free quote. Welcome back. Uh, now that we've enjoyed a great walk down memory lane, let's turn our attention to the future, Kevin. So uh, what's your view on the future for property in Australia as we move mm. forward? Uh, this is all going to come across as very positive because I am extremely positive about it. But, you know, I've got to say my theory has been proven in the last few years because we've gone through a very difficult couple of years. And I remember when COVID first started, we were talking about how the market was going to crash. You know, we couldn't buy and sell the way we did before. It's incredible. When you look around the world, um, we, you know, we've come through a decade that's had the worst global financial crisis in modern history. Yep. And while the rest of the world is still sort of trying to get out of all that sludge, that mess that's been created, you know, Australia just seemed to charge full steam ahead. Okay, so we had some, some reasonably sobering news, but really in terms of interest rates, but really that, that was that was always going to happen. That had to happen. Yep. Uh, we couldn't keep the interest rates as low as they were. In fact, I'm surprised that we didn't see it before now, to be yep. honest. So, And the other thing we've got to remember about interest rates too, mate, is that when the interest rates go up, that's a good sign. That's a sign that the economy is is starting to work. You know, like when they keep it low, they keep it low so that they can get some stimulus. So, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's all good news. Yeah. The other thing is that um, the moment there's any kind of crisis, economic crisis, the first thing people look at is real estate. Um, you know, real estate jumps to the top of that political agenda. So be prepared for that to continue to happen. Yeah. Um, sobering news that, you know, the, the government, whichever one gets in at the next election, is likely not going to do anything about negative gearing because we really need negative gearing. That's my view. Very strong on that. Yeah. Um, and anyone who opposes it is probably simply you know, ne never ever going to invest in property. You, you don't realise how important negative gearing is until you become an investor in property. And having said that, I've got to say the majority of them are mum and dad type investors. They're not the, you know, sure there are some, um, you know, ri very rich, well-heeled investors, but they're the exception, not the rule. Well, 90% of uh, residential property investors uh, are mum and dads that own one property, mate. So, uh, that's right. Yeah, and it gets oh. back to what we said earlier too about how bloody hard it is sometimes to get up to you know three and four and five properties. It's really really hard. I mean, yeah. the next thing I, I think is, uh, is that the way we live is changing. Um, you know, going back, um, if we look at the seventies and eighties, it was all about the baby boomers. You know, going out into areas that were unmapped because they wanted to get the big backyard. Um, to raise the kids, was, all that was very important. That's all changed. Yep. Um, the internet did change a lot of that. Uh, we don't need to, to you know, we don't need to. Um, it, what I'm saying is that we, we've really traded in those backyards for the balconies. Yeah. Which goes to another point too, is that the average household size has shrunk from four and a half in 1911 to 2.7 today. So. You know, we don't need those big mansions. We don't need those big houses. We're living in smaller houses. Uh, yeah. There'll always be a need for that with the inter intergenerational type housing structure. But really, we're going vertical. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's that's a big driver. High-rise apartment construction is is on the growth. You've only got to look at what's happened recently in Melbourne and Brisbane, the, the number of approvals in those areas. Uh, high-rise construction booms, you know, across uh, all parts of Australia. Um, and, and I've got to say, 
property's underlying stability as an asset class is, is always going to hold it in really good stead. It's, it's a reliable investment vehicle and therefore I think is, uh, is perfect for investors who are looking to achieve a balanced cash flow. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very bullish about property going forward. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm with you, Kevin. I, I think as, as long as people need to live in houses, there's going to be opportunities in property, Kevin. That's my, my own view. It always has been and always will be. You've just sometimes got to be smarter about how you do that. But tell, me, tell us, mate, uh, when you first started the show, do you think you'd still be educating a loyal audience across the country over 10 years later? Well, I said it right at the start that I, I didn't really have a crystal ball, but I, I sort of hoped that, that it would turn out to be the way it was. You know, one thing that I do know is that I still get an absolute buzz yeah, as I'm doing here with you. This is one of my favourite yeah. subjects. And, you know, I go to a barbecue and I don't mind if someone says, well, what do you do for a living? I won't tell them I'm in media. I'll tell them I'm in real estate because the first question they say, how's the market? Yeah. How much does that one down the road sell for? You know, like, right. I just love it. It's, it's yeah. um, I find that if I'm at a dinner party, I can very quickly turn the conversation around to real estate. <laughs> yeah, love it. I am. So, yeah, look, I think, you know, I'm, I'm involved and it's kept me young. You know, I'm 72 years old and I still feel very, very young because um, I'm enjoying the two loves of my life, apart from my wife and the family, of course. They're my yep. greatest loves. But um, yep. my two loves in life um, are property and communication. And whatever you're doing what you love, you're always going to stay young. Totally, mate. Well, the the, the energy that you uh, uh, bring to the show, mate, uh, in, inspires uh, all of us. And uh, you, you said you're 72. Well, I don't think many of us would believe you're 72, mate. So uh, <laughs> keep on doing what you're doing, mate. It's obviously oh, mate. the elixir of life, I reckon. It's, but, it's the bike riding, it's the fishing, it's the kayaking, you do all that, and walking. You know, there's not a day. We don't get up any morning and say we're not going to go. Well, there are the odd mornings, to be honest. But but most times we'll get out and want to do something. Like this morning we went for a walk. Um, you know, tomorrow morning we'll go for a really nice bike ride. So... It's if someone had said to me five years ago that I'm going to spend a couple of hours every day either on the bike or in the kayak, and some days it's three or four hours, yeah. I would have said, no way. There's no way I could do that. I can't fit it into my day. But isn't it amazing? You find the time. Oh, we get up at 4, uh, four I don't want to tell a lie, 4, 4.30 uh, most days, have a cup of coffee, and we're always out doing something by 5. That's the goal. Love it. You know, it doesn't matter what the weather's like. So anyway. Yeah, mate, uh, that's that's the that's the the true formula for a, a happy and long life, mate. So uh, it, it's clearly working. But tell me, mate, uh, looking to the a good wife helps. Uh, my word, mate, I'm right with you there. <laughs> totally with you there. No, that just sort of um, sort of one of the big questions then is what are your thoughts on the future of both Realty Talk and your vision for Realty? One of the big concerns I had many, many years ago was, um, you know, I had this huge library of uh, people I'd spoken to over the years, which, you know, if no one does anything with it, it has no value. But if you do something with it, it has enormous value. So if Kevin were to fall off the perch at any point in time, what happens to all of that? So it, it, it's taken me about two, three years, I guess, to, to really find a solution to that problem. You're part of the solution um, because um, rolling my company, um, which, you know, was this show and also um, a Realty Uncut, which is a show we do for real estate agents and anything to do with property, really. Uh, I rolled yeah. that into um, the Realty Media Group couple yep. of years ago and that was probably the best decision I could have ever made uh, they own that portal I mentioned realty.com.au yep. so you know I'm a director of that company I'm a shareholder but I, I no longer have the day-to-day -day responsibility of running these shows and bringing you on to um, to continue this to you know add, add, add fuel to the fire and so on and keep it burning uh, has been like, you know, one of the one of the great inspirations for me because you, you're doing a fabulous job, and I'm 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 just so thrilled that we've got you in the chair. So, thanks, mate. My future view for um, uh, Realty Talk is that it's just going to grow, and in fact, I, something I I haven't even asked you about informally, but I you know I want to get a commitment out of you to do another show with me, which. Um, came out of a conversation I had with someone yesterday. I'm sorry to be doing this live, but you know I'll talk to you about it, about it off air. But watch out for it. Uh, we're going to call it Mailbox or something like that. But it's exciting. 
Well, I'm looking forward to that, mate. I hope you go along with it because it'll be a lot of fun. So no, no question. Mate, I, I, I feel... I think we're just going to grow this library and, you know, Get Invested is is your podcast. Um, it's your baby. Uh, we're going to roll that in to integrate, you know, what you and I are doing um, to actually propel it even further. And there's so many other people who are doing some great work in podcasting uh, and broadcasting that they probably don't have the audience. But, you know, we're very fortunate in that we, you know, we're reaching about a million and a half people now every month. And, you know, we can do a lot with that audience. We do a lot of education. And that's exactly what we intend to do is give, give, give. So, um, yeah. you know, just just watch this, watch this space. Uh, Realty Talk is now as a channel on realty.com.au. We'll continue to be that and we'll grow that. Yeah. Um, so... Exciting, mate. I, I see it expanding. Yeah, I'd, I'd love for you to share a little bit more on the the, the realty platform too, mate, because uh, there's probably a lot of the audience who just don't realise some of the innovations that realty is bringing to the whole property market compared to the the big yeah. two that people know about, and I won't I won't mention them now. But uh, do you want to sort of give us a little bit more of a, a hint on where that's all heading? Sure, mate. Sure. Well, I, I think if you look at when you first look at realty.com.au, you'll think it's a portal like realestate.com.au or domain, but it's not. It is certainly not that. Uh, I mean, anyone who thinks you can go up against those two massive companies, you've got rocks in your head. That, that certainly was not our goal because they're doing a great job. They are great portals and they do a great job. We've actually designed something that comes at it from a different angle and that is, it, it, I can describe it this way. Realestate.com.au and Domain have great portals and they have tremendous traffic, but they're reliant on people coming to their website to find property. Realty flipped that around and we said, well, we, you know, we're not going to chase a big audience because that costs you a lot of money in marketing. You've got to spend millions and millions of dollars. And they do. They spend millions of dollars keeping the audience coming back to their website. Yeah. So we thought, well, you know, what, what are people doing? Where are they? What are, how do we reach them differently? They're on social. You know, there are like the social play today is enormous. So people spend 80 times more on social now than they do on real estate portals. That's where they live. They're communicating, they're talking. So we developed some technology or the people before my time developed some technology, Troy Rushton, who's the CEO and the brains behind it. Yep. He developed the technology that would um, anytime a listing, uh, a property is listed for sale. It goes on the other portal, sure, but if you put it on Realty, it's free of charge, no charge whatsoever, no marketing fee. Uh, it, it goes up on the Realty portal, which is um, now we've got traffic to that of about half a million a month. Yeah. Um, and, and that's in itself enormous, but we attract one and a half million people from social. So the, the, the listing hits Realty, Go straight out to a geocoded um, um, Facebook page because we've got a thousand of those all in different parts of Australia. So yep. if if the house was in Bondi, uh, in New South Wales, as an example, it would go to three Facebook pages surrounding Bondi. There's yep. already audiences on those three hundred, yep. nearly five hundred thousand, I think, um, yep. people. But so they see it and they think, oh, that looks interesting. Click, bang, straight back to the site. So that's how the traffic comes across. And that's the different model. So that's all free. It's totally free to get your property up on Realty and across to those Facebook uh, um, uh, channels. Yeah. What you can do is that you can then boost it. And boosting can be as little as $250. It's going to reach more people. That's the Facebook um, and, and it goes on Facebook, goes on Instagram, goes on LinkedIn, uh, all of those social channels, and it's all done automatically. So we're currently doing about 6,500 posts every day, every single day. And you can't, you can't do that manually, obviously, so it's all fully automated. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what we've created as we built, and we're very proud of it, and it's now rolling out, and, you know, we're looking for investors into that, and we're hoping that it will remain in the industry because we want it to be an industry play. Um, all that data that I mentioned to you earlier that's coming through Realty, you know, we want to be able to give that back to the industry so they can learn from it, so they can, um, you know, better serve the consumer in how properties are marketed and sold. So there you go. That's the five-minute um, 
uh, elevator pitch on realty, which is no, <laughs> in a, real, in a uh, elevator ride anyway. But, yeah, um, I, I love it, mate. Uh, you deserve to be very proud of everything you've done, everything you continue to do, mate. And clearly the, the future continues to be very bright and very exciting. So uh, I really want to thank you for sharing all this with us. Can, and, I, can I make one other point? Yes. It's very hard to shut me up. Sorry, Bushy. <laughs> uh, something just occurred to me. When, when I first started my shows, real estate, uh, or, or was then real estate talk, but now realty talk and realty uncut, my vision was that I'd, in realty uncut, I'd have an audience of agents. In realty talk, I'd have an audience of consumers. My view was always to bring them together. You know, yeah. at, some, at some stage, they'd be able to interact. It didn't work the way I thought it would, but that's when Realty came in the middle. So you've got Realty Talk consumers and you've got Realty Uncut agents and they're all working through Realty. So in, in a way it has come together, but it needed that module in the middle, which, exactly, which is exactly what Realty is all about. Yeah, mate, I love what you've done and love what you're doing in that respect. And, uh, you know, you really do deserve to be proud, mate. And and and, and while we're at it, I, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you, Kevin, for your enormous amount of work that you've done and you continue to do in educating and inspiring us all. Your, your energy today has just been effervescent. And, you know, on all things property, we, we're learning and gleaning stuff every day. And, I, and personally, I, I really want to thank you also for actually helping me in my own property education over the years, because I've learned a lot from listening to you uh, for many years ago. But I also want to thank you for the generosity and help that you've personally given me to, to build the Get Invested podcast alongside the many others that you continue to selflessly help. So I, I can honestly say, mate, that if it wasn't for your support and guidance, uh, the podcast wouldn't be what it is today. And I wouldn't have had the good fortune to be able to sit here and assist you in hosting the show and maintaining your you, incredible Andrew. legacy, it's mate. I'll leave you to say that. Hey, Bushy, just looking at the, at the screen here now, um, I, you can see my next passion. <laughs> they're, they're, they're my. It, mate, well, you're a pro heart in the making, mate. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, I love splashing the paint around, I can tell you. So, uh, yeah. I absolutely love it, mate. Well, look, I, I really want to uh, thank heaps, mate, for, for all this and um, really looking forward to uh, sitting alongside you uh, with the, the other great guests we're having to celebrate the 500 shows in the, in the yep. days ahead. Me too, Bushy. Thanks for your help, mate. Good on Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. See you. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. Know How has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less, and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Well, that's it for this week's very special 500th show. And we look forward to continuing the quincentenary celebrations over the next couple of weeks, where Kevin and I have the pleasure of sharing reflections and projections by property industry leaders and long-term show supporters like Margaret Lomas, Tim Lawless, Pete Wargent and Luke Christopher, and a couple of others. While we're there, a big shout out to our sponsors, realty.com.au and BMT Tax Depreciation for their ongoing and long-term support. And in closing, we'd like to thank you for all of your support over the years by taking the time to enjoy the show. And we look forward to continuing as your trusted voice in property over the next 500 shows. Keep watching your go-to place for all things property here on Realty Talk. Miss something in this week's show or want to catch up on past shows? Do it anytime at realty.com.au where we connect buyers, sellers and agents differently. 